Okay. Well, a couple of things I wanted to share. Um, well, first let me read something from something here. We'll read from Hafiz. It's called Awake a While. Awake a while. It does not have to be forever, right now. One step upon the sky's soft skirt would be enough. Hafiz, wake up a while. Just one true moment of love will last for days. Rest all your elaborate plans and tactics for knowing him. For they are all just frozen spring buds, far, so far from summer's divine gold. Awake, my dear. Be kind to your sleeping heart. Take it out into the vast fields of light and let it breathe. Say, love, give me back my wings. Lift me, lift me nearer. Say to the moon and to the sun, say to your dear friend, I will take you up now, beloved, on the wonderful dance you promised. That's good. <laughs> this Sunday, Bill's going to start his uh, five classes on manifesting God's abundance here at the center from one till three. Is that right, Bill? And um, there's more information on the, in the back. The dates are October 9th, and they're each a Sunday, November 13th and then a break in December, then January 15th, February 12th, and March 5th. I think it's February when the Brian and I are coming in, isn't it? To, to do question and answer and sharing. And um, I think you're going to find this class tremendously uh, experiential. It's not informative. It's really an experiential process. And he was just showing us some things that he's putting together for everybody, and it's going to be quite quite a phenomenal class. He's really putting a lot of time and design into it. And I think that when you're done with this class, you'll understand abundance, God's loving, and uh, the whole flow of what spiritual abundance is from the very heart of God down into the physical creative expression. And so I just really invite you to really come and participate in it. He said that um, uh, he would like for people to to if they're intending to take the class, to really come this first Sunday, October 9th class, because it really is going to unfold over time from one class to another. And so he would appreciate you coming in on that. Or if for some reason you missed this Sunday, he would make it up with you. But after that, he really wouldn't be able to because it would just be so much information to try to give you. Is that pretty well? Clarify it, Bill. So if you know you want to do it, but if for some reason you can't make this Sunday, let Bill know ahead of time so that he can get with you and give you the information. But after this class, starting with the second one, then it's going to be kind of closed um, to any new participants. So just to keep that in mind, if you're interested, act now rather than later. And he's got a lot of nice surprises and gifts and all kinds of stuff. I think a million-dollar bill goes to one person, doesn't it? <laughs> just so you feel abundant. <laughs> He's having the mint in San Francisco printed up just especially for this class. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, then on October 29th, Laura will have 
uh, one of her 365 days of living consciously here, and there's more information in the back on that. Then there's also going to be uh, Saturday and Sunday Stories Untold, and this will be out at, um, so this is, this is going to be at her place, uh, out on Dripping Springs. October 29th and 30th. Yeah. So I was just trying to see where it was going to be, so I'd be sure to be able to tell you. So there's yeah, more information house. in the back as well. There's also um, something that she's, I think she's not done this one before. It's called Off the Beaten Path. And this is going to be um, a December 2nd through 4th retreat out at the Red Coral Ranch where we did the meditation retreat. And uh, it should be quite a, a nice experience. And I would again ask you to read about it. it. It sounds like it's going to be quite a nice experience. What we hear most often from people is a need to unwind, to be able to focus on spirit for a solid period of time and to be quiet, to get off the beaten path. We offer support in this weekend retreat as we'll provide solid blocks of time to meditate, relax, walk, journal, read, draw, etc., as well as time together with a group where we'll share and discuss our loving, our dedication, and our experiences of spirit. So that should be quite, a, quite an interesting class. A lot of the information is also in the newsletter from last newsletter about all the things that Laura has going here. And we just ask you to keep in mind again about coins for kids, to bring in your coins, to bring in your donations. Uh, over the next few weeks, we're going to um, ask that it's here before November 15th so we can kind of come up with a tally of what we have to move towards uh, purchasing for the Christmas period. Also, October 16th, um, there's a couple's night out at Tom and Laura's as well. And when it says couples, it doesn't have to be a married couple. It can be all kinds of different situations of couples. And if you have any more questions on that, just be sure to talk to Laura again on that. All right. Busy times. Would you like to share? I don't have a clue. Okay. I really don't. Sometimes I just know, and other times I just, I know I don't know. <laughs> Do you ever know the not knowing? But are you okay with that? Because if you allow yourself to not know and let that be okay, then all of a sudden the knowing begins to show up. So who knows? Maybe as I talk right now, the knowing is showing up in the unknowing. <laughs> I will say this. You know, it's just come more present to my attention in the last couple of weeks. Um, something that's come up with a couple of people dealing with fear. And one of the things to keep in mind on this path to sound and light is it really is a pathway of overcoming your fears. So one of the things I'd like to say right up front is do not be afraid. Or what is that tape or phrase Jim has, fear not, the Lord is with you, that quote. Because truly this pathway will take you beyond all fears. Fear is the illusion. That's the very food upon which the creator of this world, Cal Narenjan, Lucifer, feeds off of. So if we feed the fear within us, we're just giving him more power in our own consciousness. 
So really, truly, the only remedy is love. The more you step into the loving that you are, that is how you overcome the fear. So by doing the meditation practice, chanting the names of God, we are allowing ourselves to move into that greater loving of the spirit of who we really are. That's the simplicity. That's all we have to do on this path. So many other places have all these techniques to psychically protect yourself, to try to do these clearings and exorcisms and this and that. Those are all things dealing with the metaphysical and the illusion of things that take place in the psychic and material worlds. This pathway has nothing to do with that. But one of the wonderful things that does take place on this pathway as you do the meditation, that all those things that are illusion, all these other techniques of clearing and protection are not necessarily needed the way they've been taught. Because truly, when you become initiated and begin this practice of light and sound, that the grace of God walks with you, there's no greater protection and there's no greater action of clearing of the illusion. I just wanted to really state that loud and clear for everybody to hear and that this is on tape. Because so many people are caught up in trying to clear negativity or get rid of entities and spirits and protect yourself psychically. The grace of God is beyond all of that. So if you can begin to really trust in that and look to God, keep no other gods before God, keep your eyes on the Lord, that in that grace there's all the protection, that 100% vulnerability, that's perfect protection, that, perf that vulnerability that is the perfect protection is that vulnerability where we truly open to the fullness of the loving and that oneness with God. So if you can keep that in mind, not only does it really work, but you'll have to find out for yourself, but also it keeps things simple. In the simplicity, <coughs> we truly can hold a one-pointed focus, and that's what this pathway is about, a one-pointed focus. So as you focus into that one point, that one point with God, that action of grace will walk with you, will live in you, and will move through you, clearing the way of all the illusions, the fears, the negative, the positive, that you truly walk forward in that action of grace. And that all that unfolds in your life will truly be an action of God's loving, made manifest in you and through you, so that all experiences you have, both inwardly and outwardly, will be here to support you in your own soul's awakening. That's what this pathway is about. So truly live this pathway. Allow it to be your single-pointed focus and just allow yourself to experience and see how your life unfolds. Begin to discover the truth of this for yourself. The only way to do it is to give yourself the space to have the experience. If you find yourself becoming distracted and caught up into the illusion of fear, thinking that you need to do something other than just be in the loving, pay attention. See where that fear is coming or taking you to. See how that is distracting you. Those are the lessons in this world. But if you approach these things in loving, then that loving will bring forward the learning that that is there to serve you. Because everything here is to serve us in our greater awakening. All we have to do is allow ourselves to experience. But sometimes when we allow ourselves to get caught up in the fear, we have a tendency to go into a resistance, to hold back or to avoid, to struggle and to fight with those very fears, those things we don't want to look at within our own consciousness and within our life. 
But if we allow ourselves to open to the Spirit within, and as we move into that true vulnerability, that grace of God does provide the protection. And in that, it is simple and easy to allow those fears, those illusions to come forward that are there to teach us through our experience. And as those things come forward, we begin to see the truth of what all that is. And there's the learning. It's truly that simple. But the nice thing is, as we allow ourselves to open to experience, then it's truly God's loving who brings it to our awareness, that it serves us. All that we've come into experience in this world serves us in that action of loving. And it will begin to just dissolve and disperse because now we've learned the lesson and there's no longer the need for the illusion to teach us. That's all done through the grace of God. So just know as you walk forward in your life in doing this pathway, that those fears, those things we want to avoid or struggle with, do not fear. Do not struggle. Don't even avoid. Allow it to come forward and just walk forward in loving. Walk forward in acceptance. And allow yourself to truly have all experiences that are before you. And as you approach them in loving, that's how you learn. That's how you really get your freedom. That's how the soul becomes liberated from this realm of illusion. But it's up to you to be willing to do this, to be willing to look at all things within you and around you. It's in that freedom that you give to yourself that allows God to come into your consciousness and truly bring your soul into the liberation that it is meant and destined to experience. So approach life openly, inwardly and outwardly. Don't allow the fears, the illusions of the world to run you, to push you around, but be willing to look. Look in loving, and through that loving, those things will dissolve and you'll walk free. You'll begin to see your life change inwardly in your own inner consciousness, and then even in the world around you, things will begin to appear differently. Your life will physically begin to change, all as a reflection of the inner freedom that you've allowed yourself to move forward into. So move forward. Allow yourself to experience fully. And remember, it's always inside. Don't think it's about the physical outer reflection. True freedom is inwardly. This world around us is here to reflect back to us, to begin to stir awake within our own inner consciousness, those things we are to learn. That's why we call this the land of reflection. So keep that in mind as you walk through your daily life. That as you do, as you look into this world, through this mirror, it will reflect back to you and stir within you those things you're here to learn through your experience. So step forward and allow yourself to experience. Allow yourself to learn. Again, the learning simply takes place as you allow yourself to look in loving. So move forward in loving and really trust that truly God is guiding you. There is no physical destination. There's no physical destiny. It's all an inner journey. And this world is here to serve us by bringing aware through this reflection so that we can learn and experience. And through that experience is a way to freedom. If you hold back from allowing yourself to experience what you're here to experience, you simply hold yourself back from that greater awakening and knowing your soul's oneness with God. So if you truly want to experience your oneness once again, the return home, the remembering, 
the joining and merging once again back with the Creator. Simply allow yourself to experience what is here for you. Again, if you find yourself becoming caught up, wanting to struggle or avoid, just allow that to become quiet. Allow the loving to flood into those areas. And in that quietness is where things will begin to change. And in that change, you'll begin to see more clearly of what steps to take, both within you and even in the world before you, to step forward. So if you want the clarity of vision, I know we all would love to have the psychic knowing of what am I supposed to do? What is my physical destiny? Well, that becomes clear as you do the inner work, as you do the inner practice. Because truly, as I stated a moment ago, there truly is no physical destiny. There is not. It does not matter what physical experience you have. Every single physical experience is simply here to begin to stir awake the inner consciousness, the inner awakening. But we have to have the intention in moving forward to really work with this world the way it's been set up. So we have to move forward knowing that it's all about the spiritual awakening, that every physical experience we have is simply to assist us in the coming to that greater awareness of the divine within. There is no physical destiny. It's all spiritual. So look to spirit. That's how you're going to reach the destiny that, you, that, you, that, you, that you, even though sometimes you think it's in the world, the world is just simply a mirror to begin to wake that up within. Know within that the destiny is God. So go within. Follow the loving within. And then allow this world to serve you the way it was truly set up to serve you. And in that, you will find your freedom. But it's up to you. Where do you place your focus? Is it inside? Or is it in the wishing and wanting of those things in the world? That's up for you to know. That's the journey. And by you paying attention is how you will wake up and truly live this inner path. Then the journey becomes one of great discovery, of great joy. And the innocence of the child within begins to awaken. That as that inner consciousness awakens, true joy of that child that we all have been and truly still have within us will become alive once again. And if it's alive in you already right now, continue to follow that. It's through the innocence and the joy of the child that is curious, that is always seeking to discover and learn where life is an adventure. Allow that to begin to awaken within you because truly that is what the inner journey is. It's a wonderful, joyful experience of discovery, a great adventure, one that is so much greater than our life in this world. But again, it's up to us to begin to realize that, to begin to focus our consciousness inwardly so that we can wake up and once again experience the joy of the journey. So pay attention to where you place your focus. Pay attention to where you give your energy, your time, your devotion. And as you do that, it will all serve you. It's in not paying attention it's in holding back. It's in not allowing ourselves to experience those things within us that we may fear, that we simply hold ourselves back. It's up to you. So don't hold yourself back. Give yourself permission. Acknowledge yourself. Love yourself. 
accept what's present within you. And it's through that acceptance that the doorway will open to allow you to begin moving forward. If you find yourself blocked, stagnant, dry, like you've come onto a plateau, begin to look at that plateau as the next step of the journey of discovery. Begin to love the plateau. Enjoy the freedom of the nothingness that you seem to be experiencing. Because when you approach it that way, again, another door will open. It's when we look at the dry spells, the plateaus, and resist what's going on or don't like it or judge it that we hold ourselves back because those plateaus are part of the experience. So if we can really begin to allow ourselves to move into the loving and the joy of even the plateau, that's part of the journey. And as if we allow ourselves the space to do that, then again another door opens. And once again we're lifted up and we move into those greater experiences of the loving and the divine river that we're always seeking, that we're always wanting to experience. So anytime you find yourself in judgment and fear and resistance, just love that. Accept that. As you begin to love even those things within you, that's how you create the freedom within. That's how you do your part. God's always doing God's part, but you have to do your part. So give yourself the space. Love all of your experiences. Love yourself. Allow yourself to experience the fears, the illusions. Allow yourself to experience the light and the love. It's in the fullness of all experience that we truly come into the liberation. It's when we hold ourselves back from allowing ourselves that fullness that we hold ourselves back. So allow yourself the fullness and that's where you'll begin to truly wake up to the knowing of who you are and that oneness with God. It's pretty good for me. <laughs> that was a good sharing. Give me a few years. I'll work up in more time. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that the inner path is something that is to be experienced. There are not a lot of words that any teacher can put upon it when we try to put words on the inner experience, the inner pathway, and share with you what that is, what it is you're going to be unfolding to, what to expect, the words really do fall very short of the true event that does take place on the inner. It is a process of awakening. And in the awakening, we move into greater experience. And so the idea of meditation is to be present in the moment, to allow yourself to move into the awakening moment, and to allow yourself in that moment to have the experience of what is present for you, to wake up into the divine, to wake up into the loving, to wake up into the grace, to wake up into the truth, the truth of who you truly are, the divine that you are, the soul that you are, that God dwells within you right now, and that there's no place to go, there's nothing to do, but to wake up. In the world today, there's a lot of information out there about different forms of meditation. 
Most of them have to do with the psychic material worlds and a lot about feeding and nurturing the ego and bringing the ego much more present and involved in your experience. But when we experience from the ego, we really are getting trapped in the mind and in the physical, material, and psychic worlds. We are not experiencing the true essence of spirit. And we're not opening that door that allows us to truly see our own inner light, that light of our own soul. The path that we're walking is a path much higher than the psychic material world. And it is also one that is much more subtle. So it means to be present in the moment, to pay attention to that movement of spirit. And remember, the movement of spirit is loving. So it's just ever being present to that movement of the divine loving. And not sitting in expectation or in wanting, but rather in opening and vulnerability to that movement of God's love that God is wanting to share with you. And the way that that sharing takes place, <coughs> and the way that you create the opportunity for that, is to share your loving with God. That is the doorway by which we begin to have inner experience on the path of sound and light. is by experiencing that movement of loving. Brian said earlier a statement that I've lived since childhood. <coughs> Fear not, for the Lord is with, with you. It is a statement from the Bible, but I didn't know that at the time. It's something that I heard inwardly. But it's something I've always held very much in front of me. In my daily life, with my eyes open in the world, experiencing here, and in my inner life, both in my meditations and in my dream experience. Oftentimes, especially early on in my life, I would experience a lot of fear in the world. I had a lot of self-doubt, a lot of self-judgment. And the judgment I didn't create for myself, other people offered it to me. Here, you don't have enough. Here's a little bit more for you. And I would just take it in and say, yes, of course, that must be true. If you said it, it's got to be true about me. And I lived in all that was of the world having to do with the world of illusion, which is fear and all the elements that make up fear. So if we begin to look at fear and what is fear and begin to dissect a little bit, you might begin to see where you're holding on to fear and not even realizing that you're holding on to it, that you're living it, that you're supporting it that you're moving into it and with it daily, both outwardly and in your meditation. The one place that I found that I was truly living in fear was in my meditation. And yet it was a very big surprise to me the day that I finally realized that that was the fear that God was really talking about. Fear not, for the Lord is with you. In my prayer, as a child and into my teens and in my early 20s, I was crying out to God. I was calling out to God. I wanted to be back with God. I wanted to be in oneness with God. And I wanted God to be in my life consciously. I wanted to know God consciously and live God consciously as much as I could in my awake state and in my dream state and in my prayer state. And yet, it wasn't happening the way I really thought it would that I wanted it to be. 
And I would call out, I would cry out daily in my prayers, in my daily life. And yet, there was always something that seemed to be between me and the Lord, between me and the experience of the truth of the, my own divinity. And it wasn't until in my 20s when I began to realize what that statement was all about as a child. Fear not, for the Lord is with thee. There was a part of me that thought I had to go somewhere to be with God. I had to do something to be worthy of God's loving and to allow myself to experience God in its fullness. And so all that time that I was calling out to God, crying out to God, wanting to be in oneness, wanting to be fulfilled, wanting to return home from which I came, there was this other element running inside of me, this unworthiness that created separation, that did not allow me to go into the fullness of the experience. And that was the element that was fearful. I did not want to approach God in a state of unworthiness. I felt unworthy of God's love, even though at the same time I was calling out to God for love. And that created a barricade inside of me, a fear, the fear of the Lord. And it wasn't until one day in going through my journal and finding that statement where I had written it over and over and over throughout my experiences, fear not for the Lord is with thee, that I realized there's a very profound statement in that. For God is with you right now, your own soul is a divine spark of God. So God dwells as you right now, lives you right now. You and the Lord are one. So fear not. There's nothing you have to do, no place you have to go. It is just wake up. Wake up from this dream. Wake up from this illusion and come into the greater knowing of who you truly are as the divine. And it was an amazing experience in that day when I finally realized what had been holding me back. And it truly was my fear, my fear of unworthiness, my fear of what God was going to think of me when God finally saw me and what I truly was as far as how I saw myself. But when I let go of that fear, when I walked into it and through it, and came out the other side of it, there was the Lord, there was my soul, there was the inner light, radiating this great brilliance. And for the first time, I truly knew what it was to walk through fear, to confront it, and to walk through it. And the way you walk through fear is to love it. Love it. Love all the opportunity that it has to offer you. Love the learning, love the lesson. Love the grace that is in the fear. And it will unfold before you in the most beautiful way. It is like a great Christmas package that will just open itself and reveal a great gift. And that gift is your own divinity. In every moment that you confront and move through your fear, you're going to recapture a divine part of yourself that has been locked up in this creation through your own willfulness. You have feared 
resisted, run away from certain things in your life, whether it be people or situations with others or with yourself. And in that process, you have given your power away a little bit at a time to this creation. And the power that you've given away is the power of recognizing your own divinity, your own loving, and to be able to live that in its fullness. So now we go back into this creation where we have created for ourselves a great deal of illusion and we must confront our illusion, we must confront our fear where we've given up our power to the illusion in this creation and walk up to it and experience what that fear is for what it really is. It's a lesson, it's an opportunity to come into the greater knowing of our own divinity. So as we walk up and confront our fear, if we do it in loving, if we do it in vulnerability, if we do it open and sharing our loving with God in that moment and letting the love of God go from us through the fear and up to God, the fear transforms. The fear changes and that which you have given away is now restored within you. You know, in meditation, we often share that what you're doing as you're holding your focus at the seat of the soul is you're reclaiming all that that is of your soul <coughs> that has gotten locked up in the illusion of this creation. And it is in the process of meditation that you begin to free all those sparks of divinity that are locked up in the material and psychic and mental worlds within your body. You're beginning to release them and allow them to return back to the seat of the soul from which they came. Well, when you go into the world as well and confront your own fears, you're doing the same thing. You have given parts of yourself your power of loving away to this creation. And it is now time to reclaim that and restore yourself fully in that way as you are restoring yourself in your meditation. And so look in the world and see where it is you have fear and see what that fear really is and who is the creator of that fear. How did you come to believe that that is something to be afraid of? That is something to run away from. That is something not to go into. I can remember one of my fears when I was a child. And that was the fear of flying inwardly. Not flying on a plane. I love that. But it was flying inwardly. And the reason I didn't like it is because I didn't have control. When I would have either an experience in a dream state or in my meditation, my prayer state, and I would begin to go out of body and begin to, to fly towards light in the sky, the sun, or into an experience. I found that I didn't have the control of where I was going. And there was a part of me that really wanted to be in charge, wanted to be in control. And so for me, when I began to feel myself separate from this physical form and began to travel out, at first it was a very frightening, fearful experience. 
until I realized that what I was really afraid of is that I wasn't in charge. I wasn't in control. And the other element of that fear was, so who is in charge? Who is in control? Who is taking me on this trip? If it isn't me, the mind, this physical consciousness that is in charge and in control, then who and what is? And that is something that many of us will confront in our inner experience in some way or other, as well as in our outer experience. Because when we confront something that we're afraid of in the world as well, oftentimes we are afraid of it or we enter into fear in that situation because we feel we have no control. They have control over us. They have authority over us. They know more than us. They're in charge, not me. And that stirs up an element of fear having to do with the fact that we do not feel that we are in control. If you can begin to see that and to really understand that, and then to realize that you want to give that essence of control over to your own soul, where the Lord resides within you, and let the soul begin to have dominion over all that you are going through and how you express yourself, how you experience your life, then you can begin to live life very differently. And all of a sudden, you see those things that you were afraid of as the greatest lessons for your inner and outer experience. So look at the life that you're living and look and see where are you living in fear. Are you afraid of somebody in the world and when you see them, you turn away and leave to get away from them? Or if you have a phone call come in and you look and you see that they're the ones calling, you just don't answer it? Or is it somebody that you live with that you're afraid of? Because somehow you've given your authority away to them. They have charge over you. Or what is it that you fear? Do you fear looking in the mirror and looking at yourself? Are you afraid of that which you see of yourself in the mirror? Not just in the mirror in the morning when you're standing in the bathroom, but the mirror of this world. Are you afraid of this world and what it is telling you, what it is reflecting back to you? So look and see where your fears rest in this creation and look and see where your fears rest inside. And then begin to love them all. Just love them. And let them transform through the action of loving. They will immediately begin to change. And then what happens for me, at least in the beginning of this process when I was doing it years ago, was I would become fearful. I would become fearful because things were changing. All of a sudden my attitude towards somebody was changing or something out here, its attitude was changing towards me. The situation was changing because I was now allowing the fear to transform through the action of loving. And once again, that element of control came up. I wanted to have it my way. And when I began to see it unfolding in a certain way that I had no charge of, no control over, and it was moving in its own direction, not mine, 
I would again go into resistance. And I can remember one time at school actually trying to recreate the fearful situation that I had been trying to understand and to transform through loving. I was trying to recreate it and get it back to the way it was because I understood it better. I could live with that better. I could be in charge of it better. And as it was transforming, I was losing control over it. But what I realized at the end of the story, not in the midst of it, but at the end of it all, that what I was really doing is gaining authority over something in my life, gaining authority over a situation within me and within the world. And I was reclaiming my power. But I didn't understand that at the time. I just knew it was different. And there was something I didn't like about what was taking place. What I didn't like was I was reclaiming my authority. I was reclaiming my power. I was becoming stronger. But in the midst of reclaiming that authority and power, I also had to be more responsible for my thoughts, my feelings, my actions, and my reactions now than I had before. Before, because I was afraid of something out here, I was in a state of fear out here with that, I could be in reaction and it was okay because the power had been given away. And I was just in reaction to the fact that my power had been given away. I had given it away and I was in reaction to seeing my power out here and not restored inside of me. So it was an amazing process of restoration, of restoring my power back into myself and realizing what was really taking place and what I was really afraid of the most was that restoration because of the responsibility that went with it. That now I had to be more responsible for my actions and my reactions than ever before. I had to pay more attention to my thoughts and my feelings and my expressions of those than ever before. And then came a new fear. Oh my God, maybe I don't want to approach my fears then because if this is going to happen and I'm going to have more and more sense of responsibility heaped on me every time a fear is transformed and more power is regained. Do I really want that? You know, I've often talked about in the past how I do not want responsibility. And at the time, as I was growing up in, the, in my 20s, that's what it looked like. It looked like I was just being burdened with greater and greater responsibility for my thoughts, for my feelings, for my actions, for my reactions. And there was nobody else out here playing the game the way I was having to play it now. They weren't taking responsibility, as far as I could see, the way I was doing it. And so the game was afoot, as they say. I had to make a choice. Was I going to go backward and try to live once again the way of the world? Or was I going to keep stepping forward, reclaiming my own soul, essence of loving that I had given away? Am I going to now go forward and reclaim all of that and live life differently, differently than the way of the world? And I chose to keep stepping forward. And the reason I did it was not because I wanted more responsibility, but I also knew that in stepping forward, I was ever moving into the greater knowing of the Lord every time I did this. Every time I confronted my fear, every time I loved it and it dissolved, and that power, that part of my soul that I had given away, in a sense, 
came back to me, I was coming into the greater knowing of the Lord that was already here, present as my soul. Fear not, for the Lord is with thee. 